Today is September 11th. Never forget that. And welcome back to Mashing Joys, episode 13. It's been a minute. It's been a hot minute, but here we are back again. Your host, as always, Cody Myers, a.k.a. Mediocre Panda. And across from me, the man, the myth, the legend, the cousin, the co-host, the co-conspirator for world domination, Mr. Jason Kaysen. How are you? Good, man. Football's back. Yes, sir. Sports are, sports are hitting the, the home stretch. Um, good. A lot, to, a lot to cover, a lot to do. There's, you know, not just this show that missed a couple episodes, but case in points, a little behind. And now we've yeah. got a ton of stuff to cover. So it's going to be um, gonna probably be like fun. two or three episodes that are just boom, boom, boom. Yeah. I wouldn't be so. surprised if, uh, if another podcast that you're on doesn't do the same thing. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But yes, as previously said, we have been kind of MIA for the last couple weeks, and we apologize. There's been a lot of stuff going on, particularly in the video gaming world. Uh, I recently watched a couple conference reveal things, one of which we will get into uh, here in a moment. But also, I watched the Ubisoft conference today ballers fuck scott pilgrim's back i saw that so excited for that dude i saw that um but we haven't done this for a while let's do a recap jason what have you been playing lately um so i was actually uh i tuned into um our boys stream shout out to the davis bros um i tuned into their stream and and i was watching him play call of duty and i was telling him that you know it's been a minute since i played call of duty um and the origin is ruining that game. So yeah. I have vowed to play it at the um, the least amount that I could uh, because of that. So I've been really playing uh, the new Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Yes, sir. Uh, Madden, which is ass. Um, <laughs> 2K21, which is sort of ass. Um, and the new Avengers game, which was really good until it wasn't. So. <laughs> good way to explain it yeah story's boring not boring damn it boring is a bad way to explain it it's it's very pacing's wrong yeah the pacing's wrong it a lot of it is redundant just different characters and it's like uh come on dude like i don't want to try a little honestly what it reminds me of it reminds me of um uh star wars battlefront okay yeah when they tried to introduce um, what's her butt or so or whatever. Yeah. And they tried to like do like the, you could do her story, but then you can also like dive into the other characters, but it was like, okay, it's still the same story. It's the same moves. It's just different characters fighting different people. So it's kind of the same thing. It really like the game really kicked off and it was good. And like, it got into a good rhythm. It was kind of like, Oh, okay. Like the, the beta was good. Um, The game started off good. And then it was just kind of like, I feel like they really forced Ms. Marvel like on to the scene. It was almost like they made the game and they're like, eh, we're really hyping her. So we just got to like put her in it more. Mm-hmm. There's like a lot of, um, a lot of missions that would have probably been more fun if you had different characters. Yeah. But yeah, they, I have noticed more and more recently how prominent she is in 
the advertising and promotion for it with it being called the Avengers, you see her as much as you see Captain America. Yep. Like it's crazy. Yeah. So that's what I've been I've been playing. What do you what have you been playing? Um I have also been playing the Tony Hawk Pro Skater. So good. Fucking amazing. So I love good. it so much. Um also I've still been playing the Call of Duties. Played a little bit earlier on my freshly new built rebuilt PC. Um, yeah. Did all right there. I mean, I'm not playing mouse and keyboard or anything because like I'm bad. So I just use controller. Um, They'll never know. Yeah. Except if they watch this episode, we'll just, we'll cut it out and post. <laughs> um, I've also been playing a little bit. I've been getting, I've been trying to get back into Apex Legends. So uh, I've been playing that a lot I with was, our boys. I saw the stream with Kyle. Yeah. Uh, caught a dub the other day. That was pretty nice. My first one in like months. Um, I've also been playing a little game that you also played with us a little bit. Uh, the game taking the world by storm now after <laughs> Fall Guys. Uh, fucking Among Us is so good. It is pretty fun. I fucking love it. I love us getting our like party of friends together in a Discord call, and we're just like, all right. Who's the fuck face who killed Jason? <laughs> Was it you, Garrett? You piece of shit. Shout out, shout out to Kyle because obviously he deserves it because he that night he received yeah in Jackbox was how was he received a rough night. quite the um quite the fucking as as the kids would say yeah um, but also shout out to his brother Tom that yes. dude, first time he ever played that and he was like already a goat like when yeah. it came to like the negotiating part it was like he was just so good i was actually texting kyle as we were playing because we were both dead and i was like bro tom's good because <laughs> he's <laughs> like where was he where what oh he was there no i was over here i don't know the map too well but i was like yeah. over here i love how it'd be like that being tom <laughs> how could it be me if i don't know how to play <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny dude it's so good it's tom's so fucking good. awesome Tom is good. I love those guys. Shout out to the boys. Yes, sir. Hopefully, we'll get some of those boys with us here very, very soon. Yeah. But we've got a lot to talk about, so let's just get into it. Um, The first item on the docket is uh, a couple weeks late, but um, watched the COD Champs a couple weeks ago. A little sad that... um, my Toronto Ultra didn't make it. Kind of hurt drops. a little bit. But um, obviously the best team in the league came out on top. So congratulations to the Dallas Empire for a great victory. Um, even if the ending was a little bittersweet. But yeah, Dallas Empire won CDL champs. Crim6 is your MVP. Uh, like the winningest franchise in Call of Duty in like modern Call of Duty, other than like Optic, way back in the day when they were just winning everything. But um, now there will be some changes to Call of Duty League. They've already announced that um, they will be going to 4v4 for Black Ops Cold War. And there has also been rumors that the league might expand. I've heard from sources that the league is not planning to expand. So we will not be seeing any more teams. And with it going down to 4v4, 
uh, players are unfortunately losing their jobs. It really sucks to see. I have a list here on my show notes that me and Jay were kind of going over before this. Uh, so far, 50 players, 50 players and one analyst, as far as we know, have been released from their orgs. People like reigning champion Clayster, literally one COD champs, two days later, he was released from the company. Like, it's, it sucks. He's handled it very much with grace, saying, you know, he was kind of the old guy, and it's time for these new guys to run wild. Kind of like Jordan at the end of his career. But, um, yeah, it's, it just sucks to see all these pro players just – sorry, you know. Do you think they go to, like, another game, or do you think they, like, stick to streaming? I don't see. That's a really good question. I don't know. I know some of these other, some of these players already have like on their Twitters, just like, Hey, as of, I think it's the 13th at midnight. Um, I'm an unrestricted free agent. So if anyone wants to sign me, here's my business email. Let's talk. You know. So I know a lot of these guys are still interested in playing competitive COD, uh, they do have the Challenger series, which is like the basically like the minor leagues, where a lot of kids will get pulled up from there. They'll get contracts to go play with the big orgs. But um, I'm assuming a lot of these guys will get picked up by Challenger series teams. Um, I don't know when the season starts or anything, so I don't know if there's a way like we can wait until obviously until Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War comes out and see how players are adjusting to the new game. Because mm-hmm. that's always a big thing is adjusting to like new mechanics and things like that. Like the elimination of drop shotting that we'll get into. But like, I would assume like- Can they make that like with everybody? That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> um, but- Obviously, with teams like Minnesota, they released their entire roster, so they have to completely rebuild. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see some of these guys go over there. Pristini got released from Chicago. Zero from London. Like, all these guys absolutely could go to Minnesota or something. Mm -hmm. I still am not ruling out the league expanding, but... You know, it's just becoming very uh, unlikely, you know, with all the reports coming out that they're not, but like there's still all the shit with um, with 100 Thieves possibly getting a team. So I was going to say, do you think that, um, do you think that Minnesota released their whole roster so they could quote unquote sell their spot to 100 Thieves? That's a possibility. Um, because don't you think it would look bad if they, if they announce that they're not expanding, and all these players get released, and then they add a team? Yeah. Like, don't you think that that would look even worse than what it is right now? Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of miscommunication or lack thereof of any communication between Activision and the organizations on like how things are going to be conducted and like gotcha. all that kind of stuff. But, 
You know, it's, it's high. It's a possibility that Minnesota sells. I don't think it's a high one because I mean, like just to get in the league is $25 million. Right. So like to go in for one year and then like pay all these pro players and coaches and analysts and all these guys pay these guys to get this team off the ground not have the greatest of seasons have to pay out all that extra money just to like make some of it back they're still losing a fuck ton i'm assuming their plan would be to get just re rebuild entirely i don't foresee them just you know taking the l and walking away right but you know it'll be interesting you know a lot of this has happened just in the last couple of days on the eighth is when the majority of these players got released so it's just it honestly makes me really sad when i was looking at writing all these names and their teams and there i was like fuck it sucks it really sucks but uh all we can do is look forward and uh Hopefully these guys find new teams. I'd love, I, I don't want to see the, the highest level of player just get weeded out because the league didn't want to expand and they wanted to change the format a year in. Yeah. So, I don't know. There's, there's a whole lot of controversy that um, Jake Lucky on Esports Talk has talked about a lot. So, uh, if any viewers here – are wanting to get more in depth with that, I highly suggest uh, go checking out Jake's channel because he he's in it. He's in it. But sticking on the Call of Duty topic, speaking of reveals and such that we uh, that I've watched recently, I was up early Tuesday morning, or no, Wednesday morning. It was Wednesday morning. It all blurs together. Wednesday morning up just chatting with my stream twitch.tv slash mediocre panda and uh we watched the call of duty cold war multiplayer reveal together uh david vonderhaar the fucking goat there revealing all the shit and they they showed some cool things like i'm excited more so now than i ever was for the new game um, they showed off some maps, talked about some modes, some changes they're making, some stuff they're adopting for Modern Warfare, like the gunsmith returning, which I'm very excited about because the pick 10 system was very outdated at this point in Call of Duty and with how all these other games are going with like Tarkov having such an in-depth gunsmith that's it's like pick 10 doesn't do it for anyone. Right. So they showed off some of that. They showed off some maps, modes. Um, talked a little bit about Warzone, saying that some of the stuff will be carrying over from Modern Warfare, like a lot of your unlockables. Hmm. So I'm assuming like uh, operator skins and uh, like that kind of shit. Maybe gun skins if they can, if they're bringing any guns over or anything. But. Um, what did you think of the reveal? Um, I only caught a glimpse of it. Really tidbits. Um, 
I think it was cool. I don't necessarily know if it was exactly what I wanted to see. Um, you know, honestly, like I'm getting to the point where I don't necessarily know that this is really what I'm waiting for. Like I'm waiting more for like the next gen. Like I'm, I'm to the point where we're a couple months away from next gen. I don't want to get stoked about these games because it's going to be on a, a generation console that I'm not going to play on. Like mm. 2K21, the only reason I got it was because I could get the Mamba edition where I can get it on both consoles. Yeah. Like that's the only reason. I, I'm more like right now I am more excited about what's going to come on the next gen than I am for everything else. So I think like for cold war, for me, like I'm obviously going to get the bundle where I'm going to get the next gen um, copy, but right. I just, I, it, nothing wowed me. Like nothing that I saw was like, Oh, okay. That looks dope. I think like the whole idea of direct sequel to, to black ops was like my big whoa okay that that's dope but that like that's really it i think a lot of it was intriguing a lot of it was like cool um i think the maps look good some of the the game modes there was um that one game mode uh where i can't think of the name of it um is it fire team fire team fire yeah yeah that one looks fun um you know there things like that like little things popped out that was like okay that seems cool but nothing was like oh yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah, and I, and not necessarily like the real didn't the reveal didn't have to be that, um, but that's just like me watching the the tidbits of it. I was like, yeah, okay, like cool. I mean, yeah, I knew I was gonna get it before this, so it it's not like I was like, oh yeah, no, I can't wait. That's fair. Yeah, I think the thing I was most excited to see were the maps. Because Black Ops obviously has a lot of very iconic maps, and they do a very good job over there. Yeah, um, I mean, it's and probably the, Modern Warfare Two, and then Black Ops for most yeah. iconic maps. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when you have like Nuketown and slums and firing range, even though I fucking hate slums, I fucking hate it. Uh, what's um, the other one? There's the 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 snow one. Uh, fuck! I know which one you're talking about. That one's dope. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. But Newtown's probably. Yeah, I mean, that's the one they've brought back every year since. Yeah. Like every single Black Ops title, it's like, oh hey, by the way, here's another version of Newtown. It's the yeah. exact same. It's just like different skinned. Right. So, enjoy. But. Yeah, the maps look really cool. The one that's like the two battleships and shit, and you can be in the water, looks dope as fuck. Yeah, it did. That one actually was one that stood out to me where I was like, okay. That's, that's at something the same that time, I was also like, I feel like I'm going to get very angry on this map. Yeah, it's just something that hasn't been done before in Call of Duty. Yeah. Like having that big of a space, having that much verticality, and like vehicles and shit. It's just like, it's just they a kind of really cool did concept. it. They kind of did it with, um, it, was it advanced warfare where you were on like the island? 
and it had like that the ocean like ran through the map and like you could go up under the building in the water and like people would camp in that water all the time i'll have to look at what game it was but i don't remember it was one of the warfares either infinite or advanced i can't remember um but you were like on an island and like the one team spawned on the ocean side and the other team spawned inland and then you worked your way in and the middle of it was basically the ocean ran through a sunken ship and then ran underneath like the island map so you can literally swim under water and then come up and where you come up is like a big corner in the jungle and you can literally just like wade in the water and camp there and kill people and it's like in the building and stuff yeah is there like a little waterfall on that map yeah i think that was a black ops 3 map was it i think so i'll have to look it up because i can't i honestly i all from from black ops 2 to now all of the call of duties just kind of blur together together. yeah i i just remember because we used to play black ops 3 a lot and there were some maps on there that i really really enjoyed i think that was one of them if i remember if i'm remembering it correctly um Aquar- I forgot about Aquarium in Black Ops 3. Oh, yeah, and there is Black also Ops 3 had that whole section of water. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually trying to find that one because um, now I think I know which one you're thinking of, and I do not believe it is the same one. Um, I actually don't see it in here. I don't see it in here. Hmm. Um, no. Um, I, w- I want to say it was advanced because that's the only one that like, whoa, it's the only one that pops out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the, what was, so what was before Modern Warfare, this last one? Oh, Black Ops 4. And then what was before that? Uh, World War two yeah where i might be getting it backwards i don't think i am no i'm not last one was black ops 4 the one before that was world war 2 he was black ops 4 that it was in because it's not advanced i know there was one in black ops 4 where there's a large like there's like the ocean on the one side and then it had the like bridge in the very middle of the map and you can go through the water underneath that bridge to like the other side of the map. But I don't think you ever came up in a building. Call of Duty. It was this one. Okay, it was Black Ops 4? No, it, or maybe, I don't know. I, I literally just typed in uh island map and i'm popping it up right now to see what call of duty is no way no way what was it in black ops 2 what no no there's no way this is the map 100 so i don't know if maybe they brought it back for black ops 4 and that's why i remember it but this is 100% 
the map, I think. 100% that bitch. Uh, nope, not the map. It okay. looks very similar, but it is not that map. That was Cove. Um, but it was not Cove. Okay, this is a terrible search because apparently there was way more island maps that I, than I remember. <laughs> way more island maps. Uh, oh, here it is. It's right here. Um, yep. Uh, contraband. It was Black Ops 4. It was contraband. And it wasn't, it wasn't like a building you um okay yeah that's the one i was thinking of that when when we thought it might be black ops 4 that's the one that came to mind yeah contraband is the one that i was thinking of because you can you can swim in by that broken ship you can swim underneath and then those like rock building castle things you could pop up and use that for cover yeah okay so it was black ops 4 that's, cool. I'm glad we got that settled. Yeah, because that was going to piss me off for probably the rest of the show. Yeah, probably. But, yep. Black Ops comes out in November. So, I'm definitely going to get it. Like, I'm going to get the cl- the cross-gen bundle, obviously. For an extra $10, people would be kind of stupid not to. Just mm-hmm. saying. If yeah. you are 100% certain you're going to get an extra console. So, um, next up, there's been a large shift in the streaming landscape, which uh, I am now calling Lord of the Streams. I thought it was pretty good. So, first off, we had the Fellowship of the Dock. Dr. Disrespect returning to YouTube. And then the two towers, Twitch, Shroud, together again. And now as of today, this one I didn't change either. It's just Return of the King. Because the most followed Twitch account is reactive because Ninja's back. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Um, they pulled some fucking huge numbers, though. Holy shit! Well, I'm sure they did. Yeah, I don't know about Ninja's return. I haven't. I didn't watch it. <laughs> um, but I was. They were. He was streaming during the Ubisoft conference, so I was watching the Ubisoft conference, and all I know is that they had more viewers than Ninja did, <laughs> compared to Doc and Shroud, who both had half a million viewers. At one, at some point or another. Yeah, that's. I'm actually. I pulled up his. Um, I pulled up his numbers. Um. So nearly a hundred thousand viewers in just fifteen minutes. Damn. His debut stream on YouTube last month now has more than four hundred or four million views. So he averaged he averaged um, almost two hundred thousand viewers every half hour. Jesus, <laughs> I think I think had he not done it out of the blue, I think if he had teased it, there would have been more. There oh, would have been more hype behind it. Probably, but like 
Doc teased his perfectly to where he streamed for like an hour and there was like 400,000 people watching a stream that he never showed up to. Yeah, that was crazy. And then Shroud started his stream an hour early, or I think he might've been an hour late to his own stream. I can't remember, but I was in that chat. (laughs) There was like 400,000 people and growing waiting for shroud and then by the time he came on it was like 550,000 viewers Crazy. he mentions got prime gaming once and the entire chat's filled with this person just subscribed for with prime gaming just all the way down the chat for like five minutes like it was ridiculous so crazy but makes me wonder because with a lot of t- with a lot of streamers have jumped ship uh, pretty recently from Twitch to YouTube and from Twitch to Facebook gaming and back and forth and back and forth. I'm wondering if like, you know, Doc's ban, that's obviously going to change the landscape of Twitch for a long time with the, with the TOS and everything. Like people were freaking out today because Nade Shot was streaming a call of duty tournament and doc showed up at some point like his voice was heard on the stream because he was in the same lobby or something Hmm. and people were like is nade shot about to get banned what the fuck like people were freaking out about it but obviously it's nice to have our um the three basically the three faces of streaming back doing their thing three amigos yes sir but uh, and maybe this will bring more more mainstream attention to streaming because i know it's still kind of like a gimmicky thing for mainstream audiences thanks joe rogan yeah and fucking like forbes dude like forbes put out an article i think with dr lupo and like everyone was just like, "Fuck, streaming's not a real job," and all this shit. It's like, "Fuck you, these guys make more money than you do. Shut the fuck up." Yep. And they're better at their job than you are yours. So. Yep. And I guarantee you, they have more fun than yeah, absolutely. Nine percent of people that have jobs. Yeah. So very exciting streaming news. I just figured we'd touch on for a moment. For sure, it's very exciting. Um, Xbox. All I <laughs> all that hit my brain right now was John Mulaney. Street smarts. <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> you go fumbling for your wallet. You go fumbling for your wallet. All right. That Before this, uh... when he stabs you. <laughs> We're going to sit here quoting John Mulaney for the next 30 minutes. I hope you guys enjoy this. Xbox was just like... (laughs) Xbox! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. All right. Well, so we talked uh, about a month, month and a half ago about a little thing called uh, Xbox Project something or other that i can't fucking remember what it's called (laughs) must not have been important uh but it was basically the xbox series x which got leaked or the s 
and it got leaked. And then they're like, you know what? Let's just announce it. <laughs> Fuck it. Yep. Xbox Series S. This is a thing. Uh, it's essentially like their smaller version of the X, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, smaller in size. Uh, it's completely digital. There's a 512 gig solid state drive in there uh, for storage. And it's estimated to have about one third the graphical capability of the Series X, but should still be able to handle 4K 60 frames. So a great little smaller option for those who don't value physical media and don't want a fucking desktop that's what it is um they also dropped the bombshell pre-order date release date prices pre-orders go live september 22nd that's this month it's in a couple weeks yep it will release november 10th the xbox series x a crisp 500 dollars 499 to be exact and the series s Two ninety nine, very budget next gen console. Sign me the fuck up. Yeah, they definitely put PlayStation and Sony to the fire with this one hundred percent. You know, actually, we talked about it. It was funny when this dropped because um, we talked about it a couple episodes ago when we were talking about the next gen consoles, mm-hmm. um, and I said, you know, that Xbox did like their third reveal. And I was like, you know, Xbox really needs to to hit the industry hard with something. I, they need to, you know, they're losing the battle when it comes to, um, you know, social media. Social media right now is 100% on Sony's side when it comes to um, the, you know, the, the release, um, the release games for each console. Sony's clearly winning that. Um, the potential of what games are to come sony is winning so xbox really needed to hit it hard with something um it took three to four weeks later but this is it like this no matter what they will always be the next gen leader when it comes to organizing the dates setting the prices i mean in the last month we haven't heard a single thing from sony other than them sending out clips of this is what our DualSense controller does. This is what the 3D sound feels like. And that's it. There's no leak of price. There's no leak of dates. There's no leak of anything. Now this drops and all of a sudden now there's leaks and Sony starts leaking things out. And apparently Sony was way more expensive as far as what the console was going to be. Obviously nothing's confirmed. And obviously now that the price are out from xbox sony's never going to come out and be like yeah we were trying to charge 200 dollars more but then we decided ah, bad idea um, <laughs> but apparently um like 650 700 is what the playstation 5 was going to cost um Jeez. and then the their you know digital version which i think once they come out with the specs i think their digital version is going to crush the s obviously the s being compact and everything is is going to help them but as far as the specs in the digital version, I think PlayStation's is going to be more like the PlayStation 5 just without a disc drive. Yeah. Um, but 
apparently they realized what the prices of the market are, are going to be now because Xbox released their prices. So they cut their prices to match Xboxes. However, their digital version is still going to be a hundred dollars more than the S. So apparently the PlayStation five digital is going to be three ninety nine, and the PlayStation five is going to be four ninety nine, same as the series X. Which four ninety nine is kind of what we're in, what we were in, yeah. and everyone in the industry was anticipating for to be the price of the PlayStation Five. Um, yeah, the ball is fully in their court now. Only Sony can fuck this up for Sony. Yeah, they literally have a week to make an announcement, and and at this point, their announcement doesn't have to be extravagant. It has to be exactly what Xbox released and something else. They have to yeah. one up them somehow, whether it's the hey our digital version's three ninety nine. However, these are the specs of that digital version. Here's it compared to the S. Maybe that's the one up. Maybe they announce one of the release titles. Maybe something. Maybe yeah. they maybe, maybe a bundle. Yeah, like a Miles Morales bundle. Yeah. Please, yeah, uh, please shut up and take my something. money. Yeah, something, something to that effect. They have to announce. Um, you know, there's been the rumors that with the Avengers game, that when it jumps to the the next gen, that PlayStation is gonna get Spider-Man exclusive for free, like in the actual Avengers game. Yeah. So, but like they need to do more than that. They need to do like one thing because this is huge. Like Xbox beating them to the punch on this makes Sony look like they're copycatting. Yeah. They're no longer no longer fording the river. They, they are the the river has already been forded and they're following at this point. Because to have the balls to drop what your price is going to be when you're releasing it and when you can pre-order their console is that gives you the one up unless Sony comes out with something crazy. Yeah, I mean PlayStation beat Xbox and everything basically other than announcing the actual fucking console um in releases done deal you know in overall just social media promotion like you said done deal they had month month and a half from the last conference thing Mm -hmm. to just say hey at least put out a pre-order date and a price or a release date and a pre-order date and a price, whatever it is. But now, obviously, with the aid of some leaks, because I have a feeling that is what instigate all of this. I don't think Xbox would have announced just yet if it wasn't for the leaks. I and wonder, once the I leaks, if Xbox saw, like, got some information from Sony that was like, "This is what they're charging. This is what they're," but they're not sure, you know, production dates, things like that. And Xbox was like. Let's just hit everyone with this now. Put Sony, basically put their backs up against the wall. Yeah, that is very much an idea. But um, we were also talking about which one we'd buy before the before the episode, and we both settled on the S for sure. I mean, to have this almost the same, uh, you know, capabilities for half the price, or just about half the price, and still being able to play whatever we want if and when we decide we want to buy an Xbox game or use Xbox Game Pass or, you know, just have the games with gold or whatever. Like, it's nice. 
it'll be nice to have for those instances, but that's not going to be like a primary console. Yeah, for people like us, for 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 gamers that prefer Sony, honestly, right now I think with with streaming, PCs making its biggest leap yet. Mm -hmm. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if um, the PlayStation Five and the the Xbox Series X. I wouldn't be surprised if their sales aren't crazy. Yeah, I I would not be surprised. I think PCs making a, a big jump back with, um, with the capabilities of streaming. But, um, you know, for someone that is a Sony player, this S is exactly what you want. I mean, you you hear gamers all the time. Man, I bought a PlayStation just to play this. I bought an Xbox just to play this, and to have a a gaming console that can not only do that for you but play it almost up to the exact quality of what you would get in a next-gen console. Like, that's huge. Like, if you went to go buy a PlayStation 3 right now, some places are going to sell it for $299. But guess what? Not every PlayStation 4 game was made for the PlayStation 3. So you're not getting brand-new games on the PlayStation 3. You're going to get a next-gen console that is almost exactly up to par and you pay $200 less. That's that's huge. Yeah, it's very smart like, on Xbox's part. Yeah, I feel like for any skeptics, that's like the that's it. You know, that's exactly what you're looking for if you're not entirely sold. I also want to know where current gen consoles are going to go because, like, when PlayStation Four came out and, and the Xbox One came out, you know, all these games were still being made for for 360 and and PlayStation Four. Yeah. With everything going digital, do they cut production on physical copies for current generation? Probably. If you, you have a PlayStation say. 4, if you have an Xbox One, you can still get these games digitally up until you know 2022, but yep. we're no longer making physical copies for these systems, and we're focusing solely on the new console. Because honestly, that that's what they should have done for the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One, because the pricing jump from the three to the four and from the 360 to the one wasn't huge. And they, they probably would have capitalized on more sales if they did that. Yeah. And with everything being digital now, anyways, it's really not going to hurt the market. And if both of them do it, you know, it, it sometimes if, if one company decides to do it and the other doesn't, then that other company that, you know, benefits the, the gamer that refuses to move to next gen right now, then obviously they're going to jump ship and go to the other console that, that meets their criteria. But right now everything's so digital. It, it's a yeah. win. But I would not be surprised if sales are, I wouldn't say historically low, but I wouldn't be surprised if they don't even eclipse PlayStation 4, Xbox One numbers. Yeah. <sighs> Well, PlayStation, Sony, awesome. your move. I know if I was, if I was, I'm not saying I am completely unbiased because I'm not. I know where my allegiances lie. I knew before this even was announced, I knew which one I was buying. I knew before the release titles and everything. I was like, okay, I'm buying a PlayStation 5, yeah. period. Yeah. But for someone, if you're looking at this, if you're completely unbiased and you're just looking directly at the specs saying like, okay, this one's better, this one's better. And you're not a 
giant video game stop and you're willing to play whatever right now you're buying an xbox yeah so and honestly i cannot blame them one bit no and i would say those people are probably 20 percent of the market which doesn't seem like a lot but that's a lot of people yeah. That's a lot of people that are if you were to pull if you were to pull allegiances, probably twenty percent of the console video gamers have purchased either multiple consoles from Sony and Microsoft or have alternated or have purchased and then sold and purchased the other console because they didn't like it. That's probably twenty percent. Then you have a forty percent or maybe a forty five towards Sony and a forty or thirty five percent towards Xbox. And that 20% is what Xbox is tapping into right now. Yep. And unless Sony does something crazy, that 20% might dwindle down to 10%. Yep. We'll see. Yep. We will, Shall be interesting. We will monitor the situation closely, as we always do. Um. Now, getting into our final thing here, we're going to, you know, be a little bit more serious. But we're going to end it off on a fire note. So, obviously. sad and then it'll get. Yeah. Yeah. So, unfortunately, as we all know, uh, it was two weeks ago now. It was the Friday before this last one. the world lost an icon uh, with the passing of Chadwick Boseman, the Black Panther. Um, which was absolutely insane when that when that was announced. You know, obviously, like everyone would love to say, you know, you'd never see it coming and stuff. Um, Another reason why this year 2020 has been entirely dog shit. Um, you know, battling cancer and still like you see all the photos that come out of him, um, you know, visiting kids in hospitals and filming all these other movies while knowing himself that he's suffering, but doing everything in his power anyways to make these other people feel better, whether it be, visiting them in the hospital or putting out movies they'll love. Yeah. It's just a really, really unfortunate circumstance, as is any passing. Um, that also leaves a little bit of discussion, as there have been a lot of rumors going around lately about Obviously, we were slated for Black Panther 2 to be coming up. And what the future of that uh, property holds. Um, honestly, if it were me, because I, I hold that property in such high regard, uh, and we'll get into uh, the specifics of that later. Honestly, I would just not continue it 
in my eyes. You know, that's just where I'm at with it. And I know uh, other people, there have been a lot of rumors going around that, you know, maybe they'll recast and just act like it never happened. Or, um, you know, maybe I know there was one rumor that we kind of talked about a little bit about them, like trying to resurrect Michael V. Jordan characters, character Killmonger and making him the Black Panther. However, the one that I like the most is the rumor we also talked about the other day of making Shuri Black Panther. Yeah. Which is something they did in the comics. Mm-hmm. That if they if they are continuing the series, which it's not like Disney to miss out on money. Uh that's probably the direction I would like to see it go. You know, what about you? Um Yeah. I Yeah. I think like the thing that frustrated me the most, obviously, like I can't I can't think of another time where I mean look it, people that play these characters in, in, in these movies, they're people. Yep. So to look at all the movies made, all the actors and actresses that have played in these movies, is there a time where you can remember someone playing a character this popular dying literally at the birth of this character? The only thing that I can, that even comes to mind is when Andy Whitfield played Spartacus. That was the only thing that can come to mind because Spartacus had just hit the TV show or hit uh, stars or whatever it was and hit it hard. Like people loved it. And then all of a sudden he's gone and no one knew why. And they recasted Spartacus and the show was not as good. And come to find out Andy Whitfield had his lymphoma come back and he was back into a, a recovery state and he ended up dying to cancer. And that is, you know, this show is pumping millions of dollars into this one character and they literally just start the birth of this character and the actor dies. And Andy Whitfield's was, he was cancer free. Like he had already beaten it. And then it came back. Chadwick never beat it. And he's had this for a while. And for no one to know, did Marvel not know? Did Disney not know? Allegedly, no. That's insane. Like, everyone, obviously when someone dies, whether they're of significance or not, the people around them will always talk about, you know, the the great character and person that they are. We saw that major with Kobe. Yeah. And Kobe died and just to see the streets flooded with people. I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. Just people that you would never even think are Kobe fans. And they barely watch basketball, but the icon of Kobe meant something to them. Like this was very close. And then to have the story of he's had this 
and doesn't tell anyone and plays it off because there was those pictures of him that basically looked like he was a skeleton. Yeah. Like he had lost everything. And everyone's like, oh, you know, he's going a little too crazy on his new role. And he's just like rolling with it. Doesn't dispute it. Doesn't go after anybody. Just nods his head and moves on. Like this dude was fighting a battle that was so hard and no one knew. Like to take the brunt of that and then not just that, but then to get into the physical shape you had to be in to be Black Panther yeah. for multiple movies. To be a fucking superhero. To literally. be Jackie Robinson. To play, I mean, this guy's repertoire over the last six years is crazy. And the fact that he had cancer and no one knew is nuts. And for the people that are watching this or the people that have seen the stories and your first reaction is how selfish he was because he didn't let this be known. Get the fuck out of here. Join the stupid fucks that I talked about when we talked about this whole social injustice on case in point where Sia was born. Sia. Stupid thought. This dude was fighting a battle. And when you fight cancer, your expectation is not to die. Your expectation is to win, to beat this battle, to beat cancer and move on. So for you to say, oh, how selfish of him because he knew he had this and he didn't tell anybody. Sia. Stupid. But on the other side, the flip side of that, the character that this guy had, how insane to swallow that knowing that this battle is not going to be easy and you don't give a fuck. You're going to break multiple barriers playing the role of Jackie Robinson, which iconic sports icon, like literally probably if you were to ask a hundred people, to name a sports historical icon, Jackie Robinson would probably come out of 90% of their mouths. He's retired. His number is retired with every team in baseball. There's literally a day in baseball named after this man where every player wears the number 42. And he portrayed that character and did it in a way that was, I mean, when that movie came out, came out, so many people were like, oh, I didn't know Jackie did that. Oh, I didn't know Jackie did that. And it, it wasn't one of those movies where it like came out and they're like, oh, Jackie Robinson wasn't portrayed correctly. Everyone was like, oh, shit, that was actually really good. He did it flawlessly. And then not only does he portray a character that breaks the color barrier in sports, but he somewhat breaks the color barrier of the superhero world. Your, your superheroes are dominated by white people. Captain America, white. Hulk, white. Then green, but white. Iron Man, white. Thor, white. Then you have Black Panther, which watch it now 
and you might think this movie was made after all the social injustice. But you'd be wrong, because they were ahead of their time. Which is why it is one of the greatest, not just superhero movies, but movies in general. And he did amazing, and it's going to suck. Whatever they do, it, I hope, I hope to God, if, if they keep it going, I hope that it works. I hope that, you know, the younger fans that love Black Panther now because of Chadwick, I hope that this series can keep that fire burning for them. But it's, those are some big fucking shoes to fill. Yeah. Which is why, I don't know why the, I don't know why the, the holiday collection's up there, but. Oh, cat dog, no. Yeah, I should have worn my, my Wakanda shirt for this. And that too, like, that movie culturally hit further than the movie realm. I mean, just dudes doing the Wakanda forever, like, in sports and in school. And, like, it literally the equivalent it's not used as much but literally the equivalent of yelling kobe when you shoot something into a trash bucket like people would do that because just because like culturally it it hit like that picture i I posted it on one of my pages of victor oladipo Mm -hmm. wearing the mask and doing it to chadwick because he was sitting courtside like do you know how many people sit courtside at basketball games? And Victor Oladipo not only went straight over to him, but wore the mask and didn't shake his hand, give him a chest bump, high five, nothing. Literally just walked up to him and showed him respect. That was it. Like that's, that's what Chadwick brought to the table. And that's what people need to remember is this dude was bigger than Black Panther. He was bigger than portraying Jackie Robinson. He was bigger than all of that. He was a dude that was fighting a battle behind curtains, behind closed doors, and he didn't give a fuck if you knew about it because he was going to do his thing. Like, mind-blowing. Like, literally one of the hardest things of 2020 that has happened in the last five years, easily. It was tough. Yeah. Yep. An icon to the fullest extent of the word. So uh, we will move past this topic with that. Uh, Rest in power, King. And our thoughts go out to his family, obviously. Um, we need to pick this up. We need to pick up the mood. I'm, I'm very sad now. I'm very, very sad. Like more so than normal. Um, so shortly before all that happened, Jason sends me a list (laughs) and you know how much we here at Mashing Joys love our lists. And it was from our good friends at 
IGN. Those very smart and great individuals, they put together a list of the 25 best superhero movies. Uh, I'm going to read them now. This is going to be fun. All right, here we go. Number 25, Dread, the 2012 one. Number 24, V for Vendetta. Uh, Number 23, Blade. Number 22, Wonder Woman. Number 21, X-Men First Class. Number 20, Unbreakable. For Mm. some fucking reason. Um, Number 19, Deadpool. Number 18, Batman with Michael Keaton. Uh, Number 17, X2, X-Men United. Number 16, Batman, Mask of the phantasm it does say phantasm on there i promise uh number 15 black panther grossly underrated uh number 14 the incredibles number 13 iron man number 12 guardians of the galaxy number 11 spider-man 2 number 10 thor ragnarok number 9 batman begins number 8 the avengers number 7 infinity war number 6 superman number 5 endgame Number four, The Winter Soldier. Number three, Logan. Number two, Enter the Spider-Verse. Number one, The Dark Knight. There are some things there. But it doesn't matter. Because we made our own lists. (laughs) (laughs) You're way better. Uh, So... If you folks are listening in for the first time, welcome to the Mashing Joys list segment. Mashing Joys mashing top 10. Lists with Mashing Joys. <laughs> mashing lists. We should fucking call it Mashing Lists. Yes, it's happening. All right. Welcome to the Mashing Lists. Episode like five because we've done this a lot. Um. If you don't know the rules, me and Jason have created two separate lists, top 10 of our favorite superhero movies. Um, We also have three honorable mentions and three dishonorable mentions. Neither of us know what each other's list is, and Jason has written down my top three because Jason always tries to guess my top three because he knows me so well. So, Jason, you have your list and my top three. I do. I have my list and my top three. Um, but we're going to start with the honorable mentions. Uh, let's just rattle them off because we've been, we've been doing this for a while and we should probably like hurry. <laughs> we don't want this to be like a fucking Joe Rogan episode. <laughs> yeah. Cause fuck that guy, but also not really. Cause he's kind of cool. Except he has yeah, a terrible he's... opinion on one certain thing. Video games. Yeah. Yeah. Bitch. All right. Um, what are your honorable mentions? Uh, honorable mentions I have uh, number three Incredibles uh, okay. great movie number two Wonderful. Spider-Man 2 uh, with Tobey Maguire um, and number one Wonder Woman okay I think of all the DC movies Wonder Woman was probably the best too true too true uh, mine were uh, Spider-Man 2001 Tobey Maguire the first one mm-hmm. so amazing uh, number two, X-Men First Class, because that reinvented the X-Men in a glorious way. Mm-hmm. And my number three 
is Infinity War. Whoa. Yeah. Make the top 10, huh? Nope. I I think it was really good. And for the spectacular it was at the time, uh, yes, absolutely. Like if this was, if this list was written like three years ago, yeah, number like two. Um, But as of right now, with the movies that I've thought about, and these are just like, not only some of my favorites, but I think some of the most important comic book movies ever made. Uh, so, and I just think there are other ones that beat it in significance nowadays. For sure. So, uh, bad list. Should I go on this one? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, I saw two of these movies in theaters, one of them with you. Uh, that one being Justice League. That one was terrible, unless you like orange-tinted movies. Uh, number two, Green Lantern. Uh, well. that, that, that's bad. It's just not good. Don't make the super suit green or animated. Yep. And number one, I saw in theaters on my fucking birthday, X-Men 3, The Last Stand. Whoa, X-Men made the list. Fuck that movie. It was so bad. I haven't seen Dark Phoenix, so I'm just like, I, you I missed, can't put that on you missed You missed a big Dishonorable, bro. Oh, really? Is that on yours? <laughs> a big Dishonorable. Um, our list was actually fairly similar. Okay. Uh, except I, I crossed out one of those and replaced it with one. Uh, my number three dishonorable is Green Lantern. Okay. If Ryan Reynolds wasn't in it, it would literally be the worst superhero movie ever made. True. Uh, number two was Justice League. Okay. But I actually gave it a little more credit than Green Lantern and crossed that off because the 2015 Fantastic Four was dog shit. Yep. Never and saw my number one, the movie that I can't believe was not mentioned, Batman v Superman. Ooh, that's yeah. That movie sucked so much ass. I had to watch that movie 30 fucking times just to finish it. Literally fell asleep probably 20 times. Yeah. Because I'd be scrolling through cable and like, oh hey, it's on HBO. I'll give it another shot. Fall asleep. Yeah. Then like the first 10 minutes. Bad. Movies yeah. bad. The only, the one time I finished it is the old job that I had. I was doing my payroll, which takes me like three hours and I'm doing my payroll on this Mac and it's a pretty big screen. So I'm doing my payroll on one side and I was like, you know what? I'm going to pull up a movie, put a movie off to the left. And I was like, I'm probably not gonna be able to watch it, but I can like listen to it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it one last shot. And I did Batman V Superman. It's the only reason I finished it was because I basically forced myself to focus on my work instead of watching that movie. Cause that movie is butt cheeks. True. I think the only thing that could possibly save super or uh, justice league is when the Snyder cut comes out. I honestly, oh. I honestly can't wait for it. I, me too, but I, it's not like top priorities. No, nah. no, nah. nah. we still need to go out and see new mutants facts and tenant and tenant. Yeah. But uh, neither of those are on the list. Spoiler no. alert. Um, what is your number 10? Number 10. List? Number started 10. And kicked off Marvel Iron Man. Iron Man. Okay. Uh, I think I can remember sitting. I don't remember what movie it was, but I was watching a movie and the Iron Man, like the initial Iron Man preview where it literally just showed Robert Downey Jr. like bending steel and then it just cut to the Iron Man screen and it played like the end of 
Ozzy Osbourne, I am Iron Man. And that was it. And that was like, then it came out that they not only did they get the approval from Black Sabbath and Iron Man to put that, or Iron Man, Ozzy Osbourne to put that in there, but they actually paid Ozzy Osbourne to come back and do the voice for the promo. Like that was like, and the movie was so good. Like it had so many tears to it. And it just like, it was, it's honestly, it's the only superhero movie in the entire Marvel franchise where it's not 100% about that superhero, the entire movie. Yeah. Like it's about who Tony Stark is and then how he's captured and how he makes his way out. And like at the very end, he's like, uh, I am Iron Man. And that was yeah. like, that's the only time where it's like, okay, he's Iron Man. And it was the very end of the movie. Like, great movie. That's why it's number yep. 10 for me. Hell yeah. My number 10 is uh, X2, X-Men United. Okay. Um, to me, the definitive X-Men experience. Uh, the storyline being great and also uh, leading into the, do- the dumpster fire that was X-Men 3 with the, spoiler alert, death of Jean Grey. Uh, just come back as Phoenix, spoiler alert again. But phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. The old cast will always be the best cast. But yeah, X-Men 2. Best, best X-Men movie. Nice. I agree. Uh, what's your number nine? My number nine, uh, just to clarify on my last one, I did not say the best Wolverine movie because my number nine is Logan. Nice. It's a good movie. Um, after seeing the success of like Deadpool and seeing the success of an R-rated superhero movie in modern times, uh, they could not have picked a better character than Logan. And how it was shot, the story, the characters were just so perfect for, you know, the setting. Uh, And I just, yeah, that's a movie I actually need to revisit soon. I've only, I haven't watched it in a couple of years. That's why I almost forgot it, but. It's a good movie. uh, Number nine. Uh, Batman Returns. I think aside from like some of the newer ones, it's probably the best of the classic Batmans. Um, the characters that you get, the the character arc that you get, uh, you know, Catwoman and Penguin, and it's just like Danny DeVito's disgusting, and that's what you want from Penguin. And like, it's just so dark and edgy, and it just really, part of me wants to believe that like when, when they were shooting like the dark Knight and dark Knight rises and they're really going for like that dark and edgy Batman. Like, I feel like they made them watch Batman returns like over and over and over because it, it, it takes like the, the comic hook, the comic hook, the comic book, wham, bam, like all that. It like takes it away. It makes it like this dark, like drama with action and Batman. And it's mm-hmm. just so like, it, it's honestly like that movie could have been titled, like the penguin Batman appears like it because it really was about Danny DeVito's character. Yeah. And like how he became like this rise in the criminal world of Gotham city. And then, 
you know, there's the side stories of Catwoman and Batman and then how they kind of all mesh at the end and just, and it was really cool because it was like the first movie where probably Bruce Wayne had a bigger part than Batman because Bruce Wayne obviously feels for Penguin being an orphan and all those things like it just overall great movie, honestly, ahead of its time and probably really sparked the latter series of Batman because of it. True. True. I like that pick. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Numero Ocho. Uh, number eight is actually a movie that I have a cup of right down next to me. Uh, uh-huh. Civil War, Captain America: Civil War. Uh, multiple reasons. One, introduction of the greatest characters of the franchise, um, and just a crazy storyline. Like in the comic book world, like that is like the one where if you're talking to like Marvel fans, like civil war is where you will actually get people that disagree heavily um, whose side they'd be on and, and and what they're fighting for and all that. Um, It couldn't have come at a better time. It, at first it seemed like, Holy shit, they're doing this way too soon. Like this is way too early in the franchise to be doing civil war, like captain America and, and Iron Man haven't even developed the fan bases to even do this yet. But to then bring in other characters like Black Panther and like Spider-Man to where that's what made the movie. Yeah. The character arcs and and the storylines and, and the allegiances just, I mean, it, it it, honestly, and the biggest one that people don't talk about is, um, is how Ant-Man plays a role in it. Yeah, Ant-Man's movie was basically just going to be a one-off. Like they were just going to do Ant-Man and then try to weed him into Avengers to see if it would work. And they ended up weeding him into Civil War and it worked to the point where not only was he part of the Avengers, but he got a sequel to his movie. Yeah. And he was like the main, like the main thing of fucking Endgame. Yeah. Like (laughs) it's, it just uh, great character arcs, great storylines. I enjoy like that movie comes on a lot and it's one of those that I can literally just turn on and, and I enjoy, I think the one, the one area and and the reason why it's not all the way at the top of my list is the actual fight scene of, you know, when you think of civil war, you think of the battle of captain America versus Iron Man and how they made that battle more of a captain America winter soldier versus Iron Man what that one like because like when you think of the comics you see iron man blasting captain america's shield yeah and it's just that iconic stance of the two facing each other and to like in the movie it's him shooting at captain america but also blocking winter soldier and it it takes away from like the 1v1 that everyone would really like to see there were parts of that battle that yeah. ended up being one-on-one, but like how it became and how the battle started was just, I think it was something that probably could have been a little bit better, but overall, I mean, that movie's great. It's very true. It's a good answer. Thank you. Thank you. Who, uh, who do you got? My number eight was also civil war. Nice. Um, for, Basically, the exact same reasons you mentioned. Um, if anything really sticks out to me personally, uh, it's the fact of 
you know, the conversation and everyone, you know, you can, there's so many stances you can take on like who's right and who's wrong and whose side you're on without being wrong. Yeah. Like there's just so much discussion there and I absolutely love it. Um, The one thing that I do kind of like think they could have done a little bit better is they kind of wasted Zemo at the time. I know he's supposed to make a reappearance in one of the Disney plus shows. Yep. Like at the time that was just kind of like a, why is he here kind of deal? Yeah. Other than to kind of sort of instigate the fight between cap and Iron Man. But yeah, civil war is my number eight as well. It's a good one. Very good one. What do you got for seven? Guardians of the Galaxy. Whoa. Yeah. It's low. Yeah. Well, wait until you uh wait until you hear some of these other ones, all right? Okay. Calm down. Okay. I'm not judging. Um, I'm not judging, just an immediate yeah. reaction. Guardians, I I saw all the hype around it when it first released. And uh I at the time was not very familiar with the guardians of the galaxy. So I was like, how good could it be? Never even heard of it, bro. Then I watched it and boy, was I ever fucking wrong about everything. (laughs) Holy shit. It's so incredible. Uh, Chris Pratt's star Lord is amazing. Fucking all the characters are amazing, especially uh, my boy, big Dave Batista. The animal. Diesel. No, although Vin Diesel, without him knowing, probably has the most popular character out of that entire series. Most popular character with the least amount of lines. What are you talking about? He's got so many lines. It's just the same one. <laughs> Groot. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah. Guardians of L Galaxy. This is my number seven. That's a good number seven. It is. Uh, number seven for me. Spider-Man, Far From Home. Oh, yeah. that low, huh? Um, yeah, I, I think for me, the movies above it are better. Okay. Um, but it is, spoiler for the rest of the list, it is the only Spider-Man movie on my list. So it is the best of the Spider-Mans in my eyes. But there are other movies that are better than Spider-Man Far From Home. But just... the. Holland is by far the best Spider-Man. Yeah. He he captures everything about the character. Tobey Maguire did very well. He played that character amazingly, but like Tobey Maguire is a middle-aged man. Like his acting seemed that way. Um like if you were doing Spider-Man later in his time, like if you wanted to make Spider-Verse real life and he was middle-aged Spider-Man, perfect. Hell yeah. But Holland just young, stupid, you know, learning his, his abilities that, you know, and, and being able to balance being a teenager and a superhero and being, you know, recruited by the greatest superheroes of them all and being a part of them and being like the younger one, the rookie and being able to hold your own and, and being in most cases, you know, the savior, you know, most of yeah. the time, you know, he's coming in when it counts and Holland just, and, and two, 
Um, you know, not to discredit Maguire and not to discredit Garfield. I think the stories that Holland was able to be a part of makes it that. Um, because obviously when you know early 2000s when Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man um the the realization of Avengers wasn't, you know, realistically going to happen. Yeah. So, you know, that's not Maguire's fault. And then of course with them trying to go towards the teenager factor and going with Garfield you know, the, the story wasn't written the best and he didn't get the greatest villains. If you would have started with the sinister sticks, then Garfield might be up there, but they, they did it right with Holland. And this is probably the best. I mean, not probably it is the best Spider-Man of the ones that are out there. So that's why he's there. Oh yeah. Plus the villains. Great. Yeah, it's true. Uh, great pick. Thank you. Thank what you. is your number six? Uh, one that you have already mentioned, uh, Infinity War. Oh. Number six for me. Okay. Um, I think kind of bouncing off of what we talked about with Civil War, just a good, a good start to the end. Like, not very many movies, you know, you could probably point out like Twilight or Harry Potter or, you know, movies where the final books are so long and in depth, you wouldn't be able to make a single motion picture to, to encapsulate it all. Um, and they, they just, they did it so well. It, yeah. it was, it was sad and it was inspiring and it was action packed and it was informative and not just that, but, because when it came out, there were still movies that were going to come out in between that and Endgame. They were able to tie all the strings together with the storylines to where when Endgame came out, it was the Endgame. Yeah. Um, so that's not an easy task. Like if I were to tell you, write me a 600-page story, and then of that 600-page story, I want you to write me 300 pages of the perfect start to your ending without giving away the ending... It's not easy to do. No. And they were able to do that and they did it really good. So props to them. Absolutely. I think of the two things with that movie that stick out in my head are first off my favorite scene in like any comic book movie ever of when they're in the subway and that spear comes in and cap just catches it. And then bearded fucking cap emerges from the shadows and the score that's playing and shit. When we went and saw Endgame, that was what I was listening to in my car on my way there was that song because it was just like, ah. Yep. And also just like the ending of like that realization of your heroes are not always going to come out on top and just having fucking Thanos just And the buildup, like the buildup yeah. of all these movies, like every single Marvel movie, you stayed until the credits were done to see all the scenes with Thanos. Yeah. And then to finally have him and he just murders almost all of your favorite characters. And then they leave you with that. Like you had to leave the theater knowing 
that these guys might not come back is just great. Like the only thing that, that I can even relate it to is like, if you grew up in the seventies and watched star Wars and you found out Vader is Luke's father, and then you had to wait a couple years to then yeah. watch return of the Jedi. Like that's the only thing that I can even think of because everything that happened and then to just be like, roll credits. We'll see you in a couple years. Like yeah. just what? Fuck this. What? And, the, and Spider-Man. Oh my God. So sad. Like, oh, that's literally scene, just grown men crying. In the oh theater. my God. That scene was like so tough. Like just you immediately connect to him because obviously we're a younger generation and you immediately connect to him. And like, just that thought of like, I tried my best. Like, I know, like I wasn't a part of this from the start, but you brought me in and I tried my best and I'm sorry. It's like, yeah, <laughs> literally fucking waterworks. Yeah. Just fuck man. Fuck. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. All right. Who you got? Uh, my number six is a movie you've already mentioned. Iron Man. That is one of, if not the first superhero movie I ever owned. No, nice. was Iron Man. And I remember watching it so much because of how wonderful the story was and seeing that internal struggle of like Tony, just Tony's fucking struggle of like, I made these weapons and shit to protect and now they're being turned against me and I'm the only person who can stop them. Time to do what I do best and just money my way to success. Just, it was flawless. And just the, the struggle with him personally of like him and like obviously like pepper and hope and happy and all that shit and fucking yeah it's it's phenomenal i love that movie so much you got for number five number five is also a movie you mentioned already spider-man far from home best spider-man movie to date um, not entirely due to uh, Mr. Tom Holland, which I will say this, when we break down the three Spider-Men, um, despite him being a middle-aged man, as we said, uh, <laughs> Tobey Maguire portrayed at the time the best Peter Parker. Andrew Garfield portrayed the best Spider-Man. Yeah. Just wisecracking, one-liners, kind of clumsy. He brought the kid back to the superhero. Yeah. But Holland just juggles that perfectly. Just so good. And we can't really talk about Far From Home without bringing up Jake Gyllenhaal. That son of a bitch. That son of a bitch, dude. When we finally get the fucking, the fucking heel turn of like, oh shit, he's duped all of us. Like, just that realization of, son of a bitch, I fucking knew it. They had me. <laughs> I got to admit, they had us in the first half. And now... Yeah, that's not talked about enough. Yeah. They they showed you he was the villain. You knew going into that movie 
he was the villain. And then you watch the movie and you're like, oh, fuck, he's not. He's not the villain. Okay, weird turn of events. Yeah. Okay, you mother bleeper. You got me. You son of a bitch. Yeah. Spiteful little bitch. Yeah. So good. Yeah, that doesn't get talked about enough. The side storyline, obviously, that was huge in the promotion for the film of like, you know, spoiler for Endgame. We just lost Tony Stark. Fucking Peter Parker's mentor figure, a father figure for him. And now he's constantly in that shadow of Iron Man and him trying to, you know, grow and be the hero that Tony saw in him and grow out of his shadow and all this stuff and kind of take the reins was incredible and the the post credit scene that was basically a movie within a movie of oh shit everyone knows I'm Spider-Man now yeah like where do we go from here like what the fuck happens now that was nuts and it's cool because what people don't talk about too is that's a throwback to Iron Man yeah like people people don't talk about that enough like that was that was them like tipping low-key tipping their hat back to tony stark because he wasn't supposed to tell the world who he was but he said fuck it and now you have spider-man who was put in that exact same position except he didn't want yep crazy yeah it's gonna be interesting where they go from here cannot wait cannot can't do it can't wait. Um, your number five sir uh, number five for me, uh, the sequel to the movie we just talked about, Endgame. What? Yeah. I think uh, if you were to ask me which one's better, Infinity War or Endgame, I would say Endgame just because it, it ties everything together. Um, I think movie-wise, acting, action, all of it, I think... I hate to say less happens in Infinity War, but less enough happens to where it's not like overwhelming. Because I think at the end of the at the end of Endgame, there's just so much going on that you cannot give a true representation of that movie watching it once. You have to go back and watch it again and again. Um, but like my favorite scene, similar to your Cap grabbing the arrow, is when Cap picks up Thor's hammer, and Thor's just like. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> like that was like the one of the best callbacks in the entire franchise. Not just the callback to Civil War. Was it Civil War? Uh, Age of Ultron. That's what it was when he tries to pick it up. Yeah. He can't. And it like but the whole time Thor's like, oh. Yeah. Okay. It like wiggles a little bit. He's like, but also a callback to the comics where he yep. does wield it like oh so good and it got really political which not a lot of people liked with the whole female all female scene and the you know all inclusive shit and like look past that this movie yeah. was, it was such a phenomenal moment so good and just everything about it just everyone like it was the the first time where everyone worked as a team because infinity war you had pods working as teams and, you know, people would fail, and then it didn't work. Endgame was 
everyone working as a team. If something went wrong, someone picked them up and it was just the Avengers. Yeah. And it was just a perfect portrayal of what you would want to see in an Avengers movie. That's why it's absolutely like. great pick. Yep. Moving up the ladder. What is your number four? I don't bargain pumpkin fucker. <laughs> nice. Nice. Deadpool is number four for me. Um, uh, Deadpool one or two? One. Okay. Cause I was going to say that line's technically in two. That's fine. I, I, two was good, but one was great. Yeah. Um, one is, it's hard to explain, but one is like, it, it, it took a genre that was becoming so popular and took it to the next level and just brought the, brought the realism gore, the, the, the vulgarity, the, the spawn, the, it just, so many quotable lines. Yes. <laughs> it, it's, it's so good. Ryan Reynolds did amazing. And to go back and look at what Ryan Reynolds had to do to become Deadpool is insane. No one has put more effort into becoming a character than Ryan Reynolds. He, he had to do Deadpool wrong so he could fight the studio for the ability to do it right. Exactly. exactly. And it worked to perfection. Yeah. It just so good. It, so good. Yeah. Deadpool one for me. That's, that's my number four. Hell yeah. Good pick. Who you got? My number four is a movie we just talked about. Endgame. Nice. I'm pretty sure I got my top three now. Um, fucking incredible. Speaking of callbacks, my favorite callback in that movie is Cap, you there? On your left. Yep. Falcon comes in. It's like, ah! everyone's yep. alive. And then fucking yep. next thing you see, our boy T'Challa walking out, leading the fucking charge. So great. Yeah. There's not, there's not much else I can say than what yeah. you've already said. It's such a phenomenal ending for the, the story arcs of the, the OGs. And I, I cannot wait to see what happens now other thing that doesn't get like like the end that isn't the end because the end's at the beginning when he mm -hmm. kills thanos it's like yeah he's like got the head this time yeah. it's like, like no what no. the fuck did you just do no no and then the yeah, imagine if it was just fucking that in the first like six minutes and then three hours of credits yeah like three hours of thank you messages to all the yeah, actors dude. and there yeah just individual fucking messages yeah like that was just that was crazy like they they did it they did it the right way yeah that movie ended the right way they they gave you the the laughs they gave you the callbacks to the sadness they gave you the joy of everyone coming back and they gave you the joy of the final battle and then they hit you with the hard stuff the look we yep. can't keep these heroes around forever so unfortunately we're gonna have another phase and we're gonna have to have these new heroes take over um the one thing that i i didn't like about it um i is captain marvel i'm still not sold on that character 
Um, I think the whole like fighting in other galaxies is more important shit. Um, like I get that's the character, but I just like I feel like that's that should be for later in the character's arc, like not now, because that character, first female superhero that Marvel is putting all of their effort into, that you know like Black Widow got it, but Black Widow didn't have her own movie, yeah. and. I just like I, I I didn't like the oh I've been fighting another galaxy shit like I'm the most powerful but I only come down when I want to it's like that was the only frustrating part but yeah great movie uh, Black Widow comes out next month doesn't it yes well, you know what we're doing next month please for the love of God actually come out yeah Black please. Widow is the fucking cyberpunk of superhero <laughs> movies it's the order yeah the order of eighteen eighty six yes. well we've reached the top three portion and now after like thinking and stuff no i'm not sold on my top three oh okay good (laughs) i'm very i am i was 70 percent confident at the beginning of this that i knew your top three and then as you started going down movies i was like oh shit he's putting some of these pretty low I dropped down to like a crisp 56%. Uh, I'm, I'm at like 25%. Because now like... 56. Now that I'm like really thinking about it some more. Fuck it. I'm going to do it. Two items have swapped places. So let's ah. see if you were right when you originally wrote your list. Damn it. <laughs> Who you got for three? Damn. Black Panther. You're a son of a bitch. <laughs> Did you have it at two? <laughs> we'll find out. You're a son of a bitch. <laughs> wow. Talk about your aunt that way, dude. Rude. <laughs> Love you, Aunt. Rude, bro. I'm going to show her this clip. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Black adopted. Panther. <laughs> uh, you're right, probably. <laughs> um, no, I think it's for what it did, like like we talked about of breaking the barrier, the color barrier in superhero movies and stuff, having like a like ninety five of your percent of your cast being people of color, if not more than that. Uh, it's it's incredible, and the way it broke into the mainstream is just like jaw dropping how much people just embraced it. Um, but aside from that, the storyline, phenomenal. Michael B. Jordan is a fucking killer, and I love it. Aside from Thanos, best villain. Yeah, abs- I would absolutely agree. Um, yeah, like it's just – it's amazing how, how well they portrayed his story in – as little time as they did, and they made his motivations very clear. Where I mean, even that if created a battle within T'Challa, like, yeah, and even he now didn't agree with what his dad did, and now he yeah. has to not only fix what his dad did, but at the same time protect his country. Yeah, and it's kind of like the way I see it is it's kind of like Civil War, how you can side with T'Challa 
or you could side with Killmonger and neither are wrong. Yeah. Like obviously like you could say T'Challa's motivations are more, you know, you know, pure clear thoughted as what well, as Killmonger is more like emotional and like we need to like go and mm-hmm. like, you know, fuck this, take the war to them kind of shit. But neither are wrong. And I think that that's like really captivating to me for storytelling when you have a villain who's not necessarily a villain. But yeah, yeah. no, Black Panther is my number three. I like it. I like it. Same bra. Ah, <laughs> <Black laughs> nice. Three for me as well. Hell yeah. Uh, great movie. Uh, what it what it means to the people that watch it is incredible uh michael b jordan did amazing michael b jordan did so good that just like you said there is an idea of bringing him back to become the hero yeah like that's how good he was um and honestly like if if you were to think of someone that could be recasted as black panther michael b jordan would be the guy that you would look towards Unfortunately, he played the villain, so it's not as easy. Yeah. If it was just it's a not like re- It's not like wrestling where you can just go from heel to face. Yeah, but. exactly. Um, but yeah, I just great movie. You covered all, all the points that matter. Just the, the storyline was, was great. The, the character arc for both characters and then even the, the minor characters, just like the scenes that people don't think about, like the, like the, you know, you don't even know who he's going to save at the beginning and he's being told not to freeze and nah, I never freeze. And then he sees her and he freezes. And it's like, this is a superhero in a real moment being taken over by that moment. He's no longer a superhero, even though he is 100% trying to be that superhero right now. Yeah. He's 100% right? that bitch. 100%. Yeah. Just great movie. Great movie. Yep. Good pick at three. Yep. Thank you. Um, that was originally at number two. <laughs> um, speaking of number two, and Odell Beckham Jr., what's your number two? Ooh, dim dirty. Uh, <laughs> that was a shitty situation. Um, I'm sorry for my crappy humor. <laughs> Jeez, we're gonna take a dump on this list. Yeah. All right. Enough with the toilet talk. What's your number two? <laughs> Uh, number two for me is Dark Knight. Oh, okay. Yeah. I want to talk about a great character arc for a villain. Uh, try the character arc that killed the person being the character. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like, uh, just Heath Ledger did an amazing job as the Joker, which by the way is a character that has been played phenomenally by multiple people in the TV series, in the originals, in the comics, like Mark Hamill as, as Joker is, is amazing. Just it, Heath Ledger did so good. The storyline was so good. You know, Batman Begins was great and it was like, hey, Batman's back and this is what we're doing with it. And it was almost like, how can they even follow it up? I remember watching Batman Begins, and I'm like, oh, that movie was really good. 
I know it's Batman Begins, so I know something else is coming, and they're probably going to dive deeper into Christian Bale being Batman. But like this movie's good in and of itself. And then I remember watching it before I went to the midnight premiere of Dark Knight, and I just watched Batman Begins again, and I literally watched it to where there was like a 30-minute break from movie to start of Dark Knight. <laughs> and it was so good. Just so good. That movie was great. I mean, Christian Bale is not the greatest Batman, but he does a really good job as Batman. Yep. Absolutely. Um, I think he's very underrated for how people think of him these days. Because sure. I think he was probably, I mean, fuck, top two. Yeah. Him and Keaton. Easily top two Batman. Probably top five Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Easily top two Batman. I mean, fuck, Clooney was Batman at one point. Yeah, bat nipples, never forget. Never forget, but Bruce <laughs> Wayne, Clooney, hot as a motherfucker. Uh, anyways, but yeah, Dark Knight, that's my numero Odell. <clears throat> I just realized, I just realized he's a, he's a junior, so he's technically the second. Oh, that's why he likes it. Yeah. I mean, his dad likes golden showers. <laughs> no, you ask him. I'm good. I'm just kidding. He'll probably come out on a podcast in like a week. <laughs> so when he has a kid named Odell, does that mean he wants both? That seems like a mess. Listen, man, I'm not here to kink shame. Right? <laughs> um, my number two, uh, I have to I have to ask you a question about my number two. Have you ever heard about the one, about the one-legged man in the ass-kicking contest? Yeah. It's my number two's Deadpool. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's so phenomenal. It's so good. It's so good. I oh, I seriously, I almost put Deadpool 2 because they're both like, if I could just like put the Deadpool series so far as my number two, fuck yeah, Deadpool, <laughs> all of them. They're so good. <laughs> I mean, how many times in a week do I quote Donde Esta La Biblioteca, which literally translates to, I don't bargain, pumpkin fucker. <laughs> Yep. I mean, her, shit, we've heard it twice this podcast, and one of them wasn't even me. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, Deadpool, number two, best ever. It's good. Well, well second best ever, because it's not number one for you. Yeah. Uh, who's your number one? Dark Knight. <laughs> All right, motherfucker. Listen, literally, the order you just did was my original order, and then I changed Panther to two, and then you fucking flip flop it back. Bullshit. Some bullshit. I'll give you 75%. That's still a C. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Because <laughs> you were kind you were there. I was right there. Yeah. And then you second guessed yourself. Go with your gut. And then you second guessed yourself. Hey, I'm the exception, not the rule. All right. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, you, know. you know, um, I've been on record multiple times as saying the Dark Knight is my favorite movie of all time. Uh, and that still stands. Uh, that I saw that movie in IMAX opening weekend. I didn't see it like midnight premiere because I was like a child and 
I think to that point, I'd only seen one movie at the midnight premiere and that was the fucking Simpsons movie. <laughs> so I was like, me and my parents were just like, hey, let's go see Dark Knight. I'm like, cool, Batman, lit. Because that's what we were saying back in like 2010. <laughs> um, no. Fuck, that was like a decade ago. Fuck me. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I as just as a film watcher i've always been a big fan of heath ledger uh specifically for like 10 things i hate about you is one of my is another one of my favorite movies um and the joker being one of my favorite characters of all time in any form of media um it was so incredible watching his portrayal i it sucks <laughs> that that's you know what took him was that yeah but fuck he left it all out on the field literally he destroyed that role and to this day i watch that movie and i just it's like i'm watching it for the first time and it's it's like you're not watching heath ledger play the joker you're no, watching like the joker you're on. watching the joker yeah yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Kind of like how I think we're gonna we're gonna feel with um, Colin Farrell's Penguin in the new yeah. Batman. I think we're gonna feel that way as well. But good pick. It's a good pick. What is your number one? It's a movie you already mentioned that I have not mentioned, which I believe is a couple of them. Um, I think I know what it is, though. What is it? I don't want to say it. You say it. No, say it. No, I'm not going to say it. Say it. I'm not going to say it. Just say it. No. You say it. It's your list. What does it start with? Uh, no. <laughs> Just fucking say it. <laughs> what no, number you hang was up. it? With... No, you hang up. <laughs> what number was it on your board? Uh, it was in the bottom half. <laughs> about it just fucking say uh, it. number one for me is guardians of the galaxy see i was wrong anyway <laughs> thought you were gonna fucking say logan logan but i should have known better logan would have been on there um but i to me i'm a big person on um you know like the whole picture like if the whole picture doesn't make sense to me then it deteriorates the mm-hmm. movies like what they did with the new x-men's really killed it for me like it x-men was so good and then you know last stand sucked and it was like ugh. and then x-men origins wolverine came out and it was like really cool but also sucked and then it was like eh, now we're begging um logan was by far the best since x2 um, yeah if not better than both of those but which is why not a single x-men movie was on my lists because I just, that whole series, it really hurt it for me. Um, but Guardians of the Galaxy is number one for me for multiple reasons. One, uh, probably the greatest soundtrack of any superhero movie ever. Absolutely. Two, the best shot movie as far as cutscenes, fluidity, character arc, action, visuals cgi all of it like it there's there's very few flaws in that movie and there are so many opportunities for flaws and 
they're not there. The character buildup that you get of all the characters, you literally get five different stories in Guardians of the Galaxy. Also, the, the Dark Horse, no one knows who the fuck these characters are. And you walk out of that theater going, holy shit, that movie was great. The only reason I knew about Guardians of the Galaxy and the reason why I went and saw it was not just because it was a Marvel movie, but one of the first comics that I ever read was a Rocket Raccoon comic that I got on like free comic book day and Star-Lord was in it. And I was like, oh, who's a Star-Lord guy? And I looked it up and I was like, oh shit, he has his own comic line. And I started reading into his comics. That was like three, four years before the movie even came out. And when the movie came out, I was living in San Diego and me and my cousin Anthony, shout out to my cousin Anthony, we're sitting there, bored as hell. I'm like, hey, we should go see a movie. I kind of, hey, have you heard of Guardians of the Galaxy? I heard it's actually really good. Yeah, let's go see it. And just went on a limb, went and saw the movie. Both of us walked out like, holy shit, that movie was great. That was <laughs> amazing. We were not expecting that. And, it, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, I was going to put on my list because that one's also great. But I didn't want to give away the the spear of Guardians of the Galaxy being number one for me. But yeah. I just think of all the movies on this list, this probably has the least amount of flaws. And it's because you didn't know what you were going to expect. And it just, it killed all of it. Just dominated. That movie was so good. Chris Pratt just absolutely killed it. Batista killed it. Uh, Freaking pretty boy. What's his face? Why I can't think of his name. Uh, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper did a great job as Rocket. I mean, Vin Diesel sucked. I am Groot. Yeah. He was Groot. Yeah, kind of. Good. And and just like to have to have like Yondu and 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 literally Guardians of the Galaxy was the tie-in to Thanos. Yeah. And, and now when we get fucking um when we get Adam. Ha. 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 That's good. I, I really, really enjoyed it it's by far. Like still that, that is the only superhero movie that I can literally watch multiple times in the same day. Like even watching dark Knight, I can get annoyed with Christian Bale's voice from time to time and just be like, man, all right, this movie's awesome. Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> but just, Oh my God. So good. That movie's very underrated. I I agree. Explains why you were giving me shit that I had it at number seven. Yeah. <laughs> that low, huh? Yep. Oh, all right. Well. I'm very fucking pissed off. I second guessed myself. <laughs> I'm very happy. I second guessed myself. There you go. Good lists. Very good lists. Yeah. Good talk. But most importantly, better than IGNs. Way better than IGNs. However, them having the Incredibles on their list, like neither of us had the Incredibles on our list. I had them on my honorable. Oh, that's true. They're my You're right. number one honorable, actually. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Or number three honorable. Number three honorable. They had Dread on there. Yes. Gross. Untouchable or unbreakable. Yeah. Why? Stupid. Um, but good list. Good episode. Great episode. I would say 
one of our best ever. Yeah. I also believe we say that every episode. You would only know that if you watched every other episode. If you haven't, go back and watch. Yeah, man. What are you doing? Go watch the episodes. We got playlists. Two of them. It's fucking crazy. One of them, you can watch all the episodes. And two of them, and the second one, you can watch all the streamer spotlights episodes. So, fucking what are you doing? Watch them. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Send your grandmother a letter. No, I do it. You need to pay the postage, and then your grandma tunes in, Listen. and the first thing she hears is "What the fuck?" And yeah, I don't want. I don't want to hurt your grandma. Just, you can write her a letter and tell her how great it is, but you don't have to ask yeah, her to watch us. The postal service needs your help, so like, yeah, write sure. your family fucking letters, okay? Yeah. Um, but that will be it for us on episode thirteen. Now it's time for me to plug all of our shit. Is everyone ready? Okay. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, thank you so much for staring at our faces for all this time. We truly appreciate it. If you enjoyed, make sure to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, mash the bell so you get notified when our latest episodes go live. If you're listening on podcast services all over the fucking place, thank you so much. And we highly encourage you to do the same to hit the subscribe button and be notified when our episodes go live uh, you can find us on the social medias on facebook our page is called mashing joys which is also the name of our podcast so it should be pretty easy to find Imagine that yeah crazy be weird if we made it mashing lists <laughs> <laughs> um and you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at Mashing Joys. Uh, if you are looking for me personally, why? Um, you can find me on twitch.tv slash mediocre panda. Uh, I've been streaming a lot lately. So come watch my streams, please. Uh, it's September. So give me money. Um, you can also find Jason's other podcast, Case in Point, the fucking OG on podcast services and YouTube everywhere uh, with new episodes coming very shortly. Uh, and you can also find our Twitters at Mediocre Panda 5 at Case and Point Show. So if you guys have any questions for us, anything you want us to talk about, any streamers you'd like to see on the pod, let us know in the comments, DM us, whatever. Send us a letter. Maybe we'll set up a PO box. Probably not though. Um, so just like send us a letter or something. Um, but that'll do it for us. We thank you, thank you, thank you so much for tuning in with us as always. You all are incredible. As always, I've been Cody. I'm still Jason. And this has been Mashing Joys, episode 13. Thank you folks for tuning in. Remember to stay safe, eat your vegetables, wear a fucking mask. Have a good day, guys. We'll see you soon. See you!